0: Hey, friends, you're listening to a new episode of A's Thoughts, where we talk about the deep conversations and thoughts that I've had with myself, friends, family members, and even strangers. You'll get to talk to me, Ayana, your host, and some amazing guests on things that may challenge you, change your perspective, and encourage you throughout any season of life. We are so excited to be on this journey with you guys, and we hope that you enjoy this week's episode. Hi friends! Welcome to another episode of Ace Thoughts. I hope you guys are enjoying these as much as I'm having fun being able to talk with some of my favorite people um, and just hear their thoughts on things similar, the day, same, different, whatever that may be. I have really enjoyed it and loved it, and um, it's just been so much fun. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know what other words to say other than like. I've been loving it, and it's been really helpful for me. So um, even if you're over it, that's okay. I'm going to keep doing it for me. (laughs) Um, But I also appreciate everybody who's been reaching out and saying that they like it or that um, they feel like this nugget was really good, yada, yada. Please continue to do that because um, it just encourages me to keep going, and it's very helpful. So, you know, keep keep it moving. Also, this oh, so is you can um, like and comment and do all that stuff wherever you listen to. Just, you know, you know, you know the drill. Anyways, um, <clears throat> it's just myself this week, which I'm excited about because I feel like it hasn't been like that for a while. And I feel like it's been a while since I dropped a podcast, but that's because we recorded the community podcast so soon. Wasn't it so good? I felt like it was so good. It was the first time I recorded with that many people and I absolutely loved it and it was so nice and so refreshing to hear everybody and to talk about how community is amazing and difficult, um, but so resourceful and such a blessing. So that was cool. But without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. So I was in therapy last Tuesday and um, it had been like two and a half weeks since I last saw my therapist. So we were catching up on some things. Um, she's asking me follow-up questions from the last episode and I'm like, you know, hitting them out the park. I'm like, yeah, I got this, 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 I'm doing this, this, this. And I was feeling really confident by the middle of the session. And I was like, wow, this therapy thing's really working. Maybe I could start to go to a therapist less and or maybe I'm done. Maybe I don't have to go therapy anymore, right? And Chili, let me tell you, I was wrong. (laughs) In the last 10 minutes, my therapist, Jen, had hit a core cord. This cord really rocked my entire idea of my childhood. And at the end of the therapy, I asked my therapist, um, when does it get easier? Why does it always feel like it's one thing after another? Um, And I just want to preface by saying that this core um chord that she hit was something that I would have never expected in my entire life um it has really made me think about a lot of things reimagine a lot of things um and it makes sense right so i feel like it may have been a missing puzzle piece that was just like wowzer right that makes sense um but yeah so i was asking her like i just got over one hurdle I feel like we were, you know, about to just be cruising, and she said, let me leave you with this. It never gets easier, per se. There will always be another process to go through, and once you get through that one, there will be another one. Life is a process, and there won't be any perfection on this side until we get to the other side. The difference is how you handle it. And at first, when she first said it, I was like, cute. Great. <laughs> Love this. Right. And so um, I left and I was really just thinking about how uh, there's a lot of things she said in that, which is why I quote it and we'll probably jump back to it a few times. Um, but I was just thinking about how in life, especially when we get older and we're a little bit more consciously aware um, of our bad habits, whether that comes from um, when you have children and you want to make sure they have better habits or you're just working on yourself or whatever that may look like, um, we're always trying to better ourselves. And as Christians, or at least for me, I want to ensure that I live a life more like Jesus um, did which looks like learning new things about ourselves, about his creation, how to handle his creations, um, and a majority, I mean, tons of other things as well. And this isn't always easy. sometimes it is a small click and like a quick light shine on it and we can fix it. And we're like, cool, keep it pushing. And other times it's heavy and we have to unroot a belief that has held on to a, uh, a certain perspective in order to do better or to continue growing, we have to go through this process of unrooting it and replacing it in a correct belief, um, which isn't always easy. Now, like I said, sometimes it's easy, one, two, three, got it, fix it, keep it pushing. And sometimes it's not, sometimes it takes a little work. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I am a plant mom. I don't have dogs, I don't have children, but I do have three plants, hey, hey. Um, But, (laughs) Have you ever tried to repot a plant and it didn't take very well? Like, you know, you see it's outgrowing this pot. You're like, all right, got to get a better pot, more soil, yada, yada. And you're doing it and you're looking at your plant a couple of days later and you're like, ooh, honey, she or he, whoever you call your plant. But for me, it was my little Guinevive. I do name my plants. I feel like it helps them grow. And Guinevive was not doing well. And so I had to baby it and put reinforcements around it in order for it to root and to continue growing. And after this therapy session, and a little while after, not directly after, it had been a good couple of days, um, I was reminded that we kind of have to do the same with ourselves. The process is all about uprooting, repotting, and reinforcing, and it's not easy, but it is so necessary. I think that when we think about, especially um, core things, right, that have our perspective a certain way, and we have a light shine on it, or it's highlighted to us that, like, yo, the way this perspective, this way of doing things, this way of thinking, whatever it may be for you, is not right, and I need to fix it. So, one that I can talk about now um, would be like my negative self talk. For a long time, I believe that. as long as I talked good about other people, like we're we're good, right? Jesus called us to love our neighbors, um, so I'm loving my neighbors. I'm encouraging my neighbors. All of these things, and I just remember one day it really highlighted me. The rest of that verse, right? So, yes, we are called to love our neighbors, and I felt like um, I was doing that really well, like stellar, stellar. Um, Uh, and so, um, sorry, friends, I'm trying to pull up the verse to make sure I read it right. Um, but I was forgetting about the back half of that verse. So, um, in Mark 12 verses 31, um, this is in the New Living Translation, the NIV, in case you're curious. Um, but verse 31 says, the second is this love thy neighbor as yourself. There's no greater command than these. And I was doing really good at loving thy neighbor. Um, but I wasn't I had to take a step back and refocus about how I was looking at. Love your neighbor as yourself. And I had been really cruel to myself. I mean, really just um not nice. I the things I would say to myself or about myself, I would never say, um, to another person. Um, and so in really taking a step back and having this light shined of like, you're not loving your neighbors as yourself. And you wouldn't want to love your neighbors as the way that you have loving yourself because you're not, because you're talking to yourself so toxically and, um, being so harmful and just putting so much pressure and like all of this stuff. So I really had to, um, unroot the belief that one, I was um, loving my neighbors correctly because I wasn't even loving myself correctly. Um, two, that I could, that, that the way I treated myself was loving myself. Um, those were the two things I had to uproot. And so, um, I uprooted it and I was like, I'm going to believe like I'm, you know, going to love myself like I love my neighbors. And, and um, it wasn't going great. I, like my Guinevere plant, was not terrible for like the first week. I would beat myself up anytime I said anything negative about myself or had a negative thought. And I just was not allowing myself to um, do anything. I was not allowing myself to just, you know, love people be with people um be good to people and because i wasn't doing it myself and i would just beat myself up about it which made it like 10 times worse so then i realized that okay maybe i need to put in reminders reinforcers right um i have to take this step by step baby steps i have to baby this in order to um get there um you know get where i wanted to go all of those things so i said um all right let's put in some reinforcers and i got an accountability partner who will tell me when i need to stop talking bad about myself Um, i put in affirmations that we talked about earlier um i put in staring at myself longer in the mirror so that way i can get acquainted with myself um Anytime I would write my friends an encouraging note, I would also repeat it back to myself, looking at me and saying it. And um, I've also started taking care of myself more. I started going to therapy and going to the gym and really putting in work so I can see the changes that I want to be, but also loving my body along um, the process, which hasn't always been easy, um, but I've been working to it. And um, that was, um, you know, necessary. And, um, needed, um, yeah, it's just necessary and needed. And, and, like I said, it's a part of the reinforcement and, and uprooting. Um, and so as I'm like thinking about these, looking at my plants, I'm like, wow, you know, like it brought me to the uprooting part. Okay. You know when you've waited too long to like repot a plant and by the time you uproot it like the roots are like entangled in the dirt you know that if you just put it in another pot it's not going to grow like you have to break apart the roots right And you have to break apart the roots move it around get the dirt out of there so that way when you put it in the new soil um they can continue to grow which helps the plants and you, you if, well, I can't say, you know, cause maybe you don't have plants, but, um, <laughs> you want to break up the roots so that way they can go. And while I was thinking about that, it reminded me of my good friend in Colorado, Caitlin. Hi Caitlin. I don't know if she's listening, but if you are, hello, my friend, um, and her tattoo and her tattoo says sweetly broken. Um, and I remember the conversation we had around the time, it was either before or after she had gotten that tattoo of what, um, to be sweetly broken means, right? And so, um, to have these core beliefs and have it so, um, how do I say this? So in order to be more like Jesus or, um, to love people better or to whatever process you're going through, you have to um, be broken in the sense of like breaking apart the roots, breaking apart this belief that we have, this perspective, this whatever it may be. You have to be able to break it apart in order to repart it. And that is the painful part. The painful part is pulling up this problem, this perspective, this thought process, whatever it may be, pulling it up, breaking it and saying, um, okay, here, this is, here's this, uh, um, like, how do we fix it or breaking, you know, it's hard to give examples and not give examples, but it's kind of hard to explain it without an example. Um, so for example, the idea that I was talking to myself so badly, I really, had to break that down on like why and dig deeper on where this started and all the issues which can be really painful um it's not easy it can be really painful and it can really hurt and it can really um just make us feel like i don't know kind of like crap sometimes depending on what your process is it can make you feel really bad um but the important thing is to focus on the re Like, uh, what comes after this? What comes after the breaking of getting all the old dirt out, um, freeing up the roots, having this um, place where you can repot or or put yourself in the truth or put yourself in the new belief or whatever that looks like. And so when looking at Sweetly Broken, um, we had this conversation about how God breaks us sweetly so that we can be more like him and more understanding of him and his creation and his people um which is us and ourselves and how much he loves us and all these things and um striving for um just you know wanting to do better and understanding that we can't be perfect and once we do get over one thing another thing happens and the idea of just um being sweetly broken because it's always for the good, the better, right? All things will be used for his glory. And I think, yes, was it yesterday? Yesterday, Jackie O'Perry posted this thing and she was talking about saying scary prayers or whatever, but this um, was really highlighted to me is that we serve a good and loving God. And so even when he has to do things like break down the way that we think or break us in a certain area, whatever that may look like, whatever terminology you wanna use, He is a loving father, so he won't do it any other way than sweetly. Um, It's necessary. We live in a fallen world, so like we have to go through this um, breaking and repotting and breaking and repotting and all of these things. And sometimes it feels a little aggressive, like, okay, Jesus, hang on, wait a second slow it down. Like sometimes it really does feel really aggressive. Um, but I think just reminding that he's there with us. Like we're not doing this alone. He's with us. He understands, um, the, uh, literally understands what being broken for the better good is because Jesus was literally broken and then put on the cross for our, um, salvations so he was broken for the better good um just as we are breaking beliefs and breaking um, strongholds and perspectives in order um, to become better um there's nobody who understands that better than jesus right so um the process sucks i'm gonna be honest the process sucks Okay. I feel like I wasn't sure if I was going to share this on this. I thought it may have just been a little bit too much, but okay. We're going to go for it. Sorry. You know me a little indecisive. So basically in my therapy appointment, um, we had been talking a lot about some, um, stuff that I had been going through and I'm like, Oh, over it. And I feel good. And I don't even remember what triggered my therapist, Jen, to like say it, but she started asking questions that like um, I was just answering, you know, like, if you know me, I'm very protective over my mom. Like, my mom is my rock. My mom um, has sacrificed so much for me and my siblings, and um, my mom had me at 15. So now that I'm older, like, the idea of what she had to sacrifice at 15 and how fast she had to grow up and all the things that she um, – the term i'll use this term now because it's what i learned and it's what i used in the therapy session um having a child at 15 robbed her of a lot of opportunities um and i said that to my therapist and i just said i just want her to have um the best she deserves the best my mom gave up so much and was robbed of so much um and i just was saying that and she would ask a question and i'd be like yeah but like my mom like deserves the best like my mom deserves peace my mom deserves happiness and i just remember my therapist being like okay well what about you and i was like yeah me too and i'm getting there but like my mom deserves this and um the way she looked at me, she really just looked at me and was like, oh, I get it. And I said, get what? And she said, for a lack of a better term, we're going to call it birth guilt. I said, mm, not so sure about that. Like, um, um, what is that? And she said, well, it's not the birth guilt that you think if you look up birth guilt it's going to talk about mothers um giving um feeling guilty um for the way they give birth or how they give birth or medications or yada yada she was like but for you she said that you feel like your birth robbed your mom of a lot and um i said no No, because, you know, if my mom didn't give birth to me, there'd be no me, yada, yada. And so um, I started laughing. And she said, um, she said that, you know, birth guilt. She said, for you, we're going to name it birth guilt. So then we call it, we know what you mean. But, you know, when you Google it, so don't go Googling birth guilt because it's going to show you something else. This is the terminology me and my therapist are using. But I st- sat there and I started reflecting of how much I did um, still do because I'm in the process of, like, uprooting and letting that go. Um, feel that my mom's teenage pregnancy and birth were." Robbed her of the opportunity of a lot of things So I'm very cautious and aware that um whether my mom had given birth or not whichever path she had chosen um, She could have not given birth and had a terrible um, Life experience. She could have not given birth and had an amazing life experience um, But my focus since I've always been young is um, The opportunities and as I and this honestly, only started getting really heavy um, the older that I get. So right now I'm 26. I'll turn 27 in December. And I look at my mom. um, She just turned 42. And I think of all the opportunities um, that were robbed from her from giving birth. But I didn't necessarily always put me as like the child she gave birth to because it is me you know i'm i'm her first she had me at 15 so that teenage pregnancy would have been me um so i never necessarily put the two and two together while talking about it with people i'm just like yo like it low-key robbed my mom of a lot of opportunities and um in therapy we were talking about it and so i've been doing a lot of reflecting in the last week of like how i've operated in the world um which also goes back to my negative self-talk, right? Why I talk so negatively about myself, um, why I thought I had low-key depression days. Well, not low-key, they were depression days. Um, Like these depression pockets, and I feel um, so strongly about when I'm in those depression pockets um, is because this is a core wound that I never dealt with. Um, So literally, I'm 26. I've been thinking this way since as long as I can remember. It's gotten really heavy. The um, I would say since 23. Hmm. Yeah, 23. My mom had all four of us by 24. Um. So at 23, I was like, wow. By this time, like my mom had was about to have my youngest brother, and she was done. And like, you know, yada yada whatever. But um. I really heavy at twenty three. It's twenty six, and just now getting a, sh- a spotlight on it. And let me tell you, it's literally the hardest thing to um come out and like find it right. Find okay, this needs to be rerooted um, in order to grow. I have to like move from this pot or move from this belief um, to be unrooted and to begin to like break out the old dirt, um, dead roots of that belief is really painful um to say the least to be honest i have quite a lot um when i graduated with my associates my mom came down and she brought me my uh, baby book that my grandma had made of like me for a really long time i think by the time they stopped like all the pictures are up until i was eight maybe seven or eight and it's a thick book and i it's just i don't know like to look at little pictures of this child who has this belief is um really hard and i've been rooted in this pot for so long that like uprooting it like literally just trying to get the plant out of the pot so like get myself out of this belief has been a tug of war um and finding it getting it out and the unbreaking has been really painful um to sit and reflect on um how that belief has shaped a lot of things, how it has affected a lot of things, um has been painful. Like it's not easy. Um and then finding the truth uh, and repotting myself in it um has not also been easy because I find myself on some days still thinking the same. Um, you know, and so, or saying the same things, using the same terminology, and so I'm in the process of like figuring out what my reinforcers are, um, placing those in, and um, babying that section for a little while, paying more attention to it, being cautious of what I say, being aware of my feelings and emotions, um, my thoughts, catching them, throwing them out, Um, just being more cautious of this, Um, issue cautious of this idea and then like putting it against just babying it. Like, you know, have you ever, you know, like when you, um, get an injury or something and you're like babying it and you're like having being on top of it like if it's your knee you're icing that puppy every 15 minutes it's elevated you're switching from elevation to not from ice to hot whatever your process is you're on it and you're babying it and that's um where i'm at with this of just putting in my reinforcers and babying it for a little while until i can do it subconsciously um and that's just what the process looks like. And once I get past this, there will be um, another process of um, it. And reminding yourself that, like, it's okay to say the process sucks because it does. Like, it's terrible. Even if we were looking at something not so deep. The gym. Let's, excuse me, think about the gym. Sorry, I Hiccup. hiccup, hiccup, hiccup. Let's look at the gym right? Not so emotional, Ty. But losing weight is a process and it sucks. It's a terrible process at first. One, you have to get up at a certain time or you go late. You're changing your plans. You don't like it. You're literally like shredding muscle to like make more muscle. You're out of breath. You're doing all this stuff with extra weight. So it's heavy. If you're running, don't even get me started. I just started this one mile a day thing i'm only on day two so pray for me but literally like it's not fun um it's not fun but it's necessary to get the end results that you want um and so even in let's look at working out okay let's take that for example you feel like oh you know what i'm out of shape i want to work out want to lose some weight whatever you decide okay i'm going to go to the gym okay um you're finding the problem you feel that you're out of shape overweight, whatever it may be for you You're uprooting it. Hey, we're gonna do something about it. We're gonna go to the gym. Okay, and then you start to um, Break out the like old, you know, the root stuff like that. So we're breaking the roots you're waking up in the morning you're going and you're doing what you can in the gym, right and then maybe you're also doing a diet with it and maybe you eat something bad or maybe you wake up and decide i'm not going to the gym today because i'm tired yada yada and you just find that you're like trying to put in this new soil and it's not working you're trying to put in this new routine of going to the gym and it's just not working so we put in some reinforcements you call people to come with you you get accountability partners you um maybe get a trainer whatever that looks like you're meal prepping and you're babying it right so for the first couple of months, you are got to make sure people are on you. Bruh, if we're going to the gym together, you may have to call me to make sure I'm up. To this day, with my little workout group, we still text each other in the morning like, good morning. Is anybody up? Are we going? Maddie, I love Mads. Mads is like the cutest. I love her. Maddie will send a message for herself. She'll send a message for herself. Um, that says in all caps, it's like, Maddie, you better get up and go to the gym. Um, Ayana or Ayana and Haley are waiting for you. And she does this because in the morning when she looks at her phone, she's telling herself, right? So that's her reinforcer. And remember, everybody's reinforcer looks different, but that's hers. My reinforcer is, um, well, it's a little bit different now. Um, because it's a little bit subconscious and I kind of enjoy going to the gym now, not the running thing, the running thing. I do need reinforcers. Let me talk about that for a second, because after day one, I said, no, ma'am, I don't run and it's not full run a mile. I run walk. So, um, I'll try to do a walk for a minute to up to a minute and 30 and a run for two minutes to two minutes and 30, depending on how I'm feeling. That's uh, at least that's where I'm at right now. And I did the first day, and we went to the gym this morning, and um, I have worked late tonight, so I'm not going to be able to, you know, run outside. And I was like, maybe I just won't do it today. But I forgot that I had put in the reinforcer of Stephanie, and if you're on my personal Instagram, you saw homegirl text me and was like, hey, it's one day a mile, day two. And I was like, okay, now I have to do it, right? So everybody's enforcers look different, um, but it's there until you get to a place where you may not need it, right? It's a little bit more subconscious. Um, it's a little bit more of, okay, whether these people text me or not, I'm gonna get up and go, or whether um, whatever that looks like for you. Um, this podcast has gone a little bit different than where I originally intended, but that's okay, right? Somebody needed to hear it, even if that's somebody's just me. Um, but yeah, I just going back to what my therapist said, um life is a process and we'll keep going on that process until um we go with Jesus and um yeah, it's gonna be a process. Some processes are either easier than others. Um and some processes suck and i think it's okay to say that it's okay to say this sucks it's okay to say i'm trying to repot or reconstruct the way that i'm thinking about this and it's terrible and i hate it and it's hard and it almost be easier for me to stay in that last pot and just sit there in that than it would be to to go in this new one to be repotted to rethink about things it would almost be easier because this process is painful or it's hard or whatever it may look like for you but on the other side of that is growth growth think about growing pains growing pains are not like, enjoyable, growing pains hurt, especially, like, okay, I've seen my godsons going through growing pains, and I remember looking at Corbin, and Corbin just, like, hanging on to his knees or his shins, and him just saying, like, my legs hurt, my legs hurt, like, there's nothing you can really do from stop them from hurting, you may be able to give them a little children's Tylenol, but even then, like, they hurt, growing pains hurt, like, there's nothing, I mean, it's, a part of growth. But let's, a thing that I like to do is to look back um, on the other processes that we went through and how much better we become on the other side, how much better I'm able to love people, how much I'm better to follow in my purpose um, better now than before I had figured that out, all of those things. So when looking at my negative self talk, how much better am I able to love all my friends? um, love all my neighbors because I love myself. And it's so much easier to pour out and it almost pours out naturally. And I enjoy doing it and literally could do it all day. Any day is like, write people letters, letters of encouragement and just be there for them. Right. So just so excited in, and um, doing all of those things, but also at the same time, it wasn't an easy process to get there. Um, so while going through this process right now um, of like understanding that all this like guilt, I guess I hold and rerouting that and like getting rid of it is very painful and it's very hard. And it would just be easier to like stick it like that um, just to leave it the way that it is. But I'm reminded of like, um, look how much better I'm able to do my calling, look how, look how much better I'm able to walk through my purpose a little bit more fluid with fluidly a little bit more with pizzazz a little bit more like oh, okay, you know what I mean it's not stumbling through my purpose every time I go through something I go through a process uh, the progress whatever um, it gets a little bit faster. I get a little bit more I don't know maybe this that you're going through maybe you're running through your um, purpose and you're like a marathon right? You're going. Okay. So maybe this next process is to add a little pizzazz, a little swagger, um, whatever. I think it reminding yourself that it's all for the good, um, and the glory of God for ourselves, for other people, um, for the next generation, for our children, for other people's children, our nieces and nephews, for people who are watching us. Um, and we don't even know that they are, you know what I mean? All of these things, I think, um, is is what makes it important doesn't make it easier it makes it important and lastly before we go the thing um that I also want to really highlight is um when Jen told me when my therapist told me the quote I'm going to read it again and the only reason why I quoted it is because I low-key wrote it down um, because I knew that it was good. Uh, but she said, um, let me leave you with this. It never really gets easier. There will always be another process to go through. And once you get through that one, there will be another one. Life is a pro- is about progress. There is no perfection on this side. Only when we get to the other side. I and mean, the difference is how you handle it. And I think handling it um, is what we have to learn to do. We can say it sucks and it's terrible, um, but we still have to get up and be about our business, Um, push through it, persevere, um, strive through the growing pains, um, go through it. And if you have to complain along the way, maybe you need to Um, whatever that looks like for you, but continue to go how we handle the processes or the things that the light because you can like a light can easily be shined on this area and we can be like, yo, that's an untouchable and keep it going. Or we can look at it, pull up our bootstraps and say, yo, let's go. Like, let's get this. I want to be a better person um, for myself, for my calling, for my children, whatever that is, like let's go. Um and that is handling the process differently. And I think Each time we go through a process, we understand how to handle the next one better, um, and a little bit better, and a little bit better, and yada yada, Um, but I just wanted to, yeah, the process sucks. We can say it, it's terrible. Um, There's nothing wrong with saying that. The process is sometimes trash, Um, but it's necessary. And so in a way I'm thankful for this current, um, process that I'm going through this current uprooting, um, it's not easy. It is painful, but, um, I know that I'm going to come out of it with growth and with a new way of looking at myself. With a new way of looking at people, with a new way of loving people, um, with a new way of being able to help and support people, um, in a new way of being able to take care of myself, um, in a new way of thanking God for His grace. Just so many new and great things are going to be able to be accomplished uh, because I'm going through this process. So I just wanted to encourage you, if you're feeling like it's one thing after another, it probably is. And I'm sorry. Especially if it's one hard thing after another. I'm really sorry. And I wish that I could make it easier for you. Um, But know that I'm here with you. You know, if you need to talk about it, text me, you don't have my number, Um, find me on Instagram or the podcast Instagram if I don't know you personally, and like, if you're out of state, we can like set up a Zoom or whatever, Um, just because I'm a big big believer that like people shouldn't have to go through this alone, so maybe that's also why I did this podcast, is to shine light on some things that people don't necessarily talk about, and uh, shine light on things that I thought I was alone in, to remind people that you're not alone. Um, one, Jesus is always with you, but two, um, there's people who are going through similar things, if not the same thing, who, um, also feel alone. And so the more we can get out of isolation and say, hey, yeah, I understand, or yo, I felt that same way. Um, the better the process is for everybody. So if you need a process, buddy, I'm here. But that's all for today. Thank you for listening. Um, I appreciate it. I love you all. Um, and I hope that this helped. Um, if not, it helped me. Or at least I got some things off my chest. But um, other than that, I mean, we're big chilling. I'm proud of you guys and um, all the things that you're doing and learning and growing. I love you all, bunches and bunches. Um, and I will talk to you in the next podcast. Bye, friends. All right, friends, what an episode. Thank you guys so much for listening, for tuning in. Um, we'd love to hear what you guys are thinking. So make sure to um, rate and subscribe and also comment any thoughts that you have wherever you listen to this podcast. We're so excited um, just to go on this new journey with you. We hope that you enjoy it. If you have any topic requests and or you would love to be a guest, find us on Instagram at A's underscore thoughts. That's A-Y-S underscore T-A h-o-u-g-h-t-s let us know what topics you think what you thought about the podcast and if you would love to be a guest message us on there we would love to have you have a great week and we'll see you next time